and welcome to another edition of the Jazz Chatterings Podcast. I am your host, Chad Maples, and this is the May 2022 edition of the podcast. This is a very special edition of the podcast coming from our new studio, thanks to our good friend, Michael Potter. And you can also listen to this podcast, uh, not only on Spotify or Apple Music or wherever you listen to your podcast, but it is also available on YouTube. So we are doing a video version of this podcast. If you would like to watch it on YouTube, just go to youtube.com, go to the search box, type in my name, Chad Maples in the search box, and you'll see a little goofy cartoon image of my likeness and click on that. I think I have five subscribers right now. Let's try to bump that up to like seven or eight. That would be awesome. Uh, Even more than that would be great. (laughs) But Today's podcast is entitled Learning to Sit by Wells. It was in the summer of 2000 that I moved back home after graduate school. May of 2000 is when I graduated. I moved back home and I had just finished six years of college with a bachelor degree in Bible and a master's degree in ministry. I was still single and it was difficult to find a job in the ministry because there weren't too many places that wanted to have interviews or hire a single minister who did not have a wife and kids or family, etc. Even though I was not able to get a full-time ministry job at that particular time, I soon learned that there was a big difference between learning things in the classroom and learning things from real life experiences. There's just some things that you just cannot learn in the classroom. In the fall of 2000, I remember going on a singles retreat with some friends of mine from church. And it was at that retreat that I met a young, blonde, 42-year-old lady. Now, I emphasize the word young because this June, I will be 47. And yes, 42 is still very, very young. (laughs) But for the record, I always tell people that I don't act my age because I don't know how to act my age because I've never been this old before. (laughs) So anyway, going back to the singles retreat, I met a blonde 42-year-old lady and we had some interesting conversations. And after the retreat was over, we had some more interesting conversations. We went on a few dates And eventually we decided that it was not a good idea to pursue anything beyond a friendship. So you fast forward one year later and it was the fall of 2001. And yet I met another blonde 42 year old. You see a pattern developing here. She also took an interest in me. We had some interesting conversations and Uh, We went out on a few days, but we made the same determination that it was just not a good idea to pursue anything beyond a friendship because there was an age gap. I mean, I was 25, 26. She was 42, 43. If you're doing the math, that's about a 17-year difference. Now, I'll come back to this second relationship in a minute, but that was in 2001. Now, you fast forward 10 years And you come to the date of November the 11th, 2011. If you're keeping track, that's 11-11-11. That is when I met my future wife, and now my current wife. And at that particular time in November of 2011, 
she was a blonde 42-year-old. I told you there was a pattern developing here. Now, as my wife and I started dating and we were having conversations and I was talking about we were planning on, on being together and, and getting married, I, I expressed to my wife that it was no surprise to me that she and I were able to get along so well. I mean, besides, I'd been attracting 40 blonde 42-year-olds ever since I was 25. It's just until she came along, I hadn't found the right one yet. But back to the second relationship back in 2001. As I reflect on my mid-20s, I remember speaking to this one particular person and she told me that she was a divorced single mom. And for whatever reason, I had in my mind this checklist. And this is where my classroom experience didn't train me uh, for what to say or how to properly minister to this person. Because I had a checklist in my mind because of Matthew 19 and 9. In Matthew 19, Jesus was talking to a group of men who were wanting to put away their wives for any reason at all. And Jesus said, well, from the beginning, that wasn't the case. Even though Moses had given them a certificate of divorce, he said from the beginning, God didn't want that to happen. He didn't plan for that to happen at all. And so then in verse 9, he says, whoever divorces his wife except for sexual immorality and marries another commits adultery. And whoever marries her who is divorced commits adultery. Now, this verse was engraved in my mind at the time and I felt like I needed to ask this young lady the reason for her divorce and it wasn't for her benefit but in my mind I had this checklist that I wanted to complete and and I just really had this thing in mind to where I just wanted to know if she was free to remarry in in regards to Matthew 19 and 9. But the fact of the matter was, it was none of my business. And it was none of my business to know in the first place. And needless to say, her interest in talking about spiritual things gradually decreased. See, a lot of us, we have these checklists in our mind. And I, I refer to it as checklist Christianity. And we have, have these things that we want to check off of our list and make sure we're doing certain things the right way. But sometimes, again, there's things that you can learn in life that you can't learn in the classroom that can benefit uh, in the long run. But Jesus met people where they were. Instead of referring to my divorced friends to Matthew chapter 19, I should have referred to them to John chapter 4. Because it's in John chapter 4 that Jesus meets a Samaritan woman who had not only been divorced once or twice, but five times. Jesus and his disciples went to Samaria and his disciples went to get food and Jesus was stood near the well and a Samaritan woman came to draw the well and Jesus began talking to her. Now, we, knew, we know from this context uh, of the story that Jews had no dealings with Samaritans but Jesus did not let that barrier get in the way. In verse 13 of John chapter 4, Jesus says, Whoever drinks of this water will thirst again, 
But whoever drinks of the water that I shall give him will never thirst, but the water that I shall give him will become in him a fountain of water springing up into eternal life. The woman then said to him, Sir, give me this water and uh, that I may not thirst nor come here to draw. Jesus said to her, Go and call your husband and come here. The woman was obviously excited about never being thirsty again. And so when Jesus said, go call your husband, he was implying that if this was such great news, that you need to share this with the rest of your family. She said, I have no husband. And Jesus said, much to her surprise, you have well said that I have no husband. You have had five husbands and the one that whom you're living with now is not your husband. Jesus knew that she had been divorced five times, and yet that did not stop him from talking to her about her spiritual needs. See, in Matthew chapter 19, Jesus was talking to a group of men who wanted to put their wives away for any reason at all. But in John chapter 4, Jesus was talking to someone who had been put away five times. The situation was different, and it required a different approach. The men in Matthew 19 were looking to help themselves, and the woman in John chapter 4 was looking for help. When Jesus said, you have had five husbands, and the one whom you now have is not your husband, it shows that Jesus recognized five different marriages. But the one thing that Jesus did not recognize is what we refer to as a common law marriage when people are just living together and haven't been married from a legal standpoint. Jesus did not interrogate this woman as to why she was divorced or which one of her marriages ended in adultery. And Jesus did not tell her to go back to the last husband that did not commit adultery and try to reconcile that marriage. Jesus did not tell her to remain single for the rest of her life if she couldn't reconcile one of those relationships. But sadly enough, there are several people who have been told this in the past. And sadly enough, there have been people who have been who have turned away from the church and from God and from spiritual things because of the bad advice that they have been given in regards to matters relating to this. Some people have been told that they need to divorce their current spouse and try to reconcile things with their first spouse. But the only problem with this solution and with this approach is that they would be recommending that you do something that God hates because Malachi 2.16 says that God hates divorce. The second thing I want us to see is not only did Jesus see people where they were, But we need to realize that no one is perfect. Romans 3.23 says that all have sinned and fallen short of the glory of God. And Romans 6.23 says, For the wages of sin is death, but the gift of God is eternal life through Jesus Christ our Lord. Since we have all sinned, then we should all receive the same wages of sin, which obviously is death. However, the gift of God is eternal life through Jesus Christ, our Lord. And since eternal life is a gift from God, only he can give it. 
If someone reads the scriptures and studies the scriptures and does what it says to inherit eternal life, God will fulfill his promise on his end. 2 Timothy 2 verse 19 tells us, Nevertheless, the solid foundation of God stands, having this seal. The Lord knows those who are his. And let everyone who names the name of Christ depart from iniquity. If we want to be effective in reaching those who have been hurt through hardships or divorce or relationships or whatever the case is, we need to learn how to sit by wells. We need to learn how to sit and listen to someone through their hardships. We need to learn how to reach out to them and comfort them. The Jews of Jesus' time had no dealings with Samaritans, as the Samaritan woman told Jesus in John 4, verse 9. But yet, John chapter 4, verse 4, says that Jesus needed to go through Samaria. Jesus knew that there was a woman who had been divorced five times. And he knew that she was looking for answers. And as a result of his conversation with that outcast woman, she left her water pot at the well and ran to tell others, and the entire town came out to see Jesus. Jesus saw the potential in other people. The entire town of Samaria met the Savior of the world because of an outcast, divorced woman. The entire world was changed by the preaching of the gospel by 12 apostles that Jesus had chosen. Now, if you or I would have chosen 12 men to spread the gospel throughout the whole world, we probably would not have picked fishermen and tax collectors and the kind of men that Jesus had chosen to do this job. We would probably pick the ones who that were well speakers, uh, had been were really good speakers, well educated, went to the finest college, had the best degrees. However, the apostles were uneducated and untrained men. And Paul even told the Corinthians that when he came to them, he did not have excellence of speech or wisdom declaring to them the testimony of God. And so as we reach out and serve others, may God help us to see people where they are in life. Help them overcome their past. Maybe not focus on their past, but see where they are and see the potential that they have to do great things and encourage them to obey the gospel and live a faithful life in service to, to him. Some of God's greatest servants could, could be those who have been through the most painful hardships in life. May God help us to see the potential that Jesus saw in others as we look for the potential in others to follow him. This concludes this particular edition of the Chaz Chatterings podcast. Thanks for tuning in once again. And as always, make sure you like, follow, or subscribe to the podcast so that you can know when new episodes are available. And check us out on YouTube. Just go to youtube.com, type in my name, Chad Maples, in the search box. Hopefully you can find it there. Thanks for tuning in, and we'll see you next time.